Okay, so coaches, I'm really excited about this call, and this is a great call for both new coaches and experienced coaches alike, because this is an ever-evolving business. Many of you are individuals who, or maybe you have children, maybe you're working, maybe you're working full-time and you have children, which is a full-time job as well. And then on top of that, we layer in this opportunity, this business of, of helping other people. And there can be a lot to learn. There can be a lot to uh, assimilate and trying to determine what am I doing that will create the greatest results? How do I organize the chaos that's in all of our lives? I don't think we'll ever be purely chaos-free, but there's some things that you can do. And today we have on Eight Star Diamond, four-time elite coach, 66 months in Success Club. Uh, she's a military wife, currently living in Elizabeth, I'm gonna get this right, Elizabeth City, North Carolina. Uh, some great content. Welcome to our national wake-up call, Sarah Lenore. So Sarah, are you there? I'm here, can you hear me? I can hear you and I can see you, which is always a good thing. So, and you look, you look fantastic. And just for the record, for those that don't know, that is an elite guitar behind uh, Sarah, which that was our, one of our Nashville uh, elite surprises there. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I still well, don't know how to play it. <laughs> you don't know how to play it? No. <laughs> We got to work on that. We got to work do. on that. Michael Neiman gives lessons on weekends. So if you want to. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, let's jump into this call, Sarah, because I really do think this is a great, a great call. And it's a little bit about creating structure out of chaos and how to organize yourself. Everyone's busy. Of Some of the lessons that you've learned so you can focus on some of the most important things, make yourself both more efficient and more effective of, of what you're doing. But before we jump into the, to the meat of the call, let's get introduced to Sarah. So Sarah, how did you, who are you and how did you get to be part of Beachbody? Okay, I am Sarah Lenore. I'm happily married to my husband, Mark. We have two beautiful children, Emma, whose birthday is actually today. She's turning seven today. And a 20 month year old son named Jack. We are an active duty military family and have spent the last dozen years traveling and living around this beautiful country. I've always been that fittish girl, um, you know, the one that was working out regularly, eating well, but also enjoying wine and food. We lived in New Orleans for four years um, and those periodic breaks in my routine. And prior to my professional life, I was a longtime multi-sport athlete culminating in a four-year soccer career at a Texas state school. Once I began my corporate um, career in HR, I became your typical gym junkie, the gerbil on the treadmill, signing up for every hit cardio ab class that was out there. But I had no routine other than just go hard, sweat a lot, and never miss a day. Then I got pregnant with my daughter. And after having my first child, I was incredibly motivated to get my body back after the baby um, and to get back into shape, but I didn't have a gym nearby that had childcare. So I was determined to find a way to do it from the confines of my living room with Jillian Michaels and Body Rock TV. And I even put countless miles behind on my Bob stroller. I was equally motivated to never return to that corporate grind again. Um, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and raise my child like Pinterest suggested that I could. Um, and I was that Pinterest mom back then. But then I discovered Beachbody. And a former colleague's wife, who's now my upline coach, turned me on to Les Mills Pump and Shakeology. That was a long time ago. I know we don't have pump anymore, but 
I was hooked. My husband was hooked and we haven't set foot in a gym since. Uh, my results from pump were amazing. And my husband, without my permission, posted a picture of me flexing my abs after the 90 days of the program on Facebook. And the response I got was just overwhelming. Um, the results were so real and so honest. And my social media family couldn't believe it. You know, they, they kept saying, we don't care what you're doing. We just want to be a part of it. You know, how did you get your body back after the baby? I want in on that. And they continued to watch my journey um, as I shared it on Facebook from finish to truly fit. And they couldn't wait to jump on board with me. And that's really where my coaching career began. So it, I'll just stay on mute my video here. But so as you started, you got going, where did it start to accelerate? What, what accelerated your business? So I initially signed up as a coach with the challenge pack, that Les Mills Pump Challenge Pack, but I had no intent to work the business. I strictly wanted to get my body back after the baby. However, with that incredible um, response that I got from the Okay, I'm not sure, Sandy, if you're there, but... Um, we lost we lost her audio a tiny bit, Sarah. Keep going. You look like you've come back. Okay. Um, so, however, with that incredible um, response that I got from the results of Pump, I saw the potential that I could make in this business. I could make it a side hustle and make some income with it. And then the, the community of, of Beachbody, I was just amazed by it and loved it. And the business activities that I was doing on a day-to-day -day back then also provided me some identity that I hadn't realized I'd lost since I left the corporate world. And so I found myself just slowly and surely engaging in investing a little bit more into my business as I continue to share my journey more. It's a self-fulfilling endeavor. Like the more I invested, the more I reaped, and the more I reaped, the more I wanted. And that's how I just kept, I kept going from there. <laughs> well, so that's, you're, just so you know, Sarah, we're getting a little bit of a moment momentary freezing and kind of a slowing down so if we jump back in just know that we're trying to monitor that so okay but, but you're doing great um, so so you 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 got started you started to get some great results and then you know this business is one where for many people it starts out as a you know kind of a hobby it's fun you get results other people sit up and start to listen and then you, your vision goes out a little further and you start to realize hey there's an opportunity here to really turn this into into more of a business that could be more, even more rewarding for me. And then you have this mindset all of a sudden, I've got to be all things to all people and I've got to do everything and what's most important. You had and experienced a little bit of that. Is that a fair statement? Oh yeah. <laughs> so let's jump into the meat of the call and give a little bit of that journey and then tell us how you unpacked that, so to speak, to create some structure and focus on the things that were key to helping you create a real successful business. Okay. So remember when I said the more I invested, the more I wanted. Well, that's my personality. When I want something, I go all in and I invested fully into this business. I wanted it to work so badly. And I figured that in order to have success as the case with most things, I needed to get smart on all things coaching. I wanted to know everything, and so I endeavored to do just that. I signed up for every training. I 
got on every call. I listened to every personal development book, went to every event. And I was basically just throwing anything and everything I could at the wall to see what would stick. And my husband always called it, I looked like a cat trying to cover up poop on the tile floor. Um, essentially, a chicken, was, <laughs> essentially a chicken head cut off. <laughs> okay, so that's the first I've ever heard that. It may be the first time and I'm not... Or maybe there's a, a, a phrase that's coined. So I took it with a test cut off. I love it. There you go. Okay. I was busy. I was frantic. I was involved, but I was just spinning my wheels in place because in those early days, it seemed to me that there was this huge pile of things to learn, to do, to see, to watch, to plan, to post, to respond to. And I had no idea how to do it all. However, I'm a competitive athlete at the core. And I was trained that if you really want that key goal to count, you have to take a thousand shots in practice. And if you want to be faster than your opponent in the last minutes of the game, you've got to run a hundred wind sprints at practice. And that mentality is what led me to feel like as long as I was doing a ton of reps of something business related every day, I would find at least one success at the end of it. That if I was just doing a ton of stuff and looking busy that I would win, <laughs> but perhaps due to my inability to triage that and you know, what was important and what was applicable, I was just trying to do it all. And I tried to infuse everything I had learned and every leader's strategies into my business model. What I eventually realized is that while there's a ton of options, a ton of ways to be successful in this business, obviously, not all of them pertain to me and my business model, to the vision that I had for my business, and to even my personality style. So I had to settle down, uh, relax for the long haul, because I know that this isn't a get-rich-quick you know, system or a get-smart system. Um, and I had to start treating it like a business, less of that side hustle and, and more like a business. Essentially, I accepted that I want this to work, so I have to give myself some time and patience to make it work, and I changed the way I looked at it. Um, I call this getting comfortable with my chaos and giving it structure and organization. <clears throat> my, team, my team has heard me say this over and over again, get comfortable with your chaos. So do you want me to jump right into the meat yeah, of the chaos? No, I, I, I do, but I, wanna, I just want to stop and pause for a moment so that people that are listening, you know, really capture what you just said, that if you, if you want this to be more rewarding than it, than it currently is, oftentimes people treat it like a hobby but want business-like results. And uh, you, you, have to, you have to basically have that gut check moment and say, am I treating this like a business? Do I want business-like results out of this? And if so, I might have to change my approach to this. And also, like you said, take the long view of this. This isn't a, is it going to work tomorrow? Is it going to work tomorrow? Is it going to work tomorrow? It's over the long haul, over the long view, a year, five years from now, am I going to make this work? Will I persevere enough to give it enough chance to, for success? So treat it like a business. Okay, so then getting comfortable with chaos. Right. So if you're like me, you might have started in that normal nine to five working world where everything in your professional life was structured, scripted, relatively predictable. You had defined work hours. You had a clear job description. You had a boss or a chain of command. You knew what you needed to do every day, every week, every month to keep your job. Um, and if you've been coaching for any time now, even if you're in your first month as a, as a new coach, I'm sure you've experienced that coaching while juggling other 
you know, jobs and parenthood don't keep those same hours. It's not your normal nine to five gig. I was that typical corporate America working girl. I enjoyed the structure of my desk job, but I didn't necessarily love the job. So when I decided to stay home to raise my baby, I so enjoyed that freedom from the nine to five grind, but I miss the community interaction. I miss the people. Um, I miss the professionalism. So when Beachbody landed in my lap, I was thrilled for that opportunity to connect with people again and for that flexibility to make some money from home on my own time and my own dime around my one priority of being a mom, a stay-at-home mom. So <clears throat> I soon realized, though, that I did need the structure of my corporate job to organize this hot mess of chaos that I was going through so that I could have success in my business. So these weren't things that I realized or that I accepted right then and there, um, or have even become successful at overcoming to this day. I'm still a work in progress. They're just things that I needed to realize are an absolute reality to coaching, um, that it's not your typical job, but for me, it needs job-like structure. And I call that getting comfortable with the chaos, but it's really just understanding and accepting that coaching is more of a lifestyle than an actual job. It's something that I had to learn to relax into and settle into rather than just endure like when I was punching the time clock at my job. So some things that I had to get comfortable with were learning personal different personality styles and learning styles. I did that in corporate America, but we're now, you know, this is a people business, so we're working with a lot of different people on our teams, um, coaches, customers, even, you know, our upline and, and corporate. So I've started to implement personality tests so that I know who I'm working with. I know what sets them off. I know what motivates them. I know their triggers. I know their personality and how to talk to them and work with them. Um, things like knowing when to turn off those never-ending dinglings and notifications on Facebook, on your phone, um, the messages, the chats, the comments. I, I really had to relinquish and let go of the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Like if I turn this off, I'm going to miss something um, because I knew if I left it on, I wasn't as productive. Um, adapting to all the social media changes. Definitely had to get comfortable with that. And so what I did was just decided to study the gurus, Mari Smith, Amy Porterfield, Jesse Reagan, um, and I learned what they were doing so that I could then implement it into my business and on my page and my platform and be really good at it um, and then share that with my team as well. And then working through and dealing with unsupportive family and friends. I know we all have the unsupportive spouse or the friends that poke fun of, at us doing this online business or the mother-in-law that won't ever buy anything from us. Um, and so I either had to get them on board or I had to bless and release um, and, and kind of get over that. So I worked through that, that getting comfortable with that kind of chaos in my life. I got my husband on board and I blessed and released the friends that didn't want to be a part of it. And then sorting through my daily to-do list, because if you're like me, when you first get started, you have this mile-long to-do list. Um, I remember getting a checklist, a six-figure checklist from Mindy Wender when I first started as a coach, and I'm like, yes, I have the gold list of like what's going to make me successful in this business. And when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, I only have an hour to two hours to work this business. I can't do all of this stuff. So I had to really sit down and pick off the things on the list that were going to make me um, that I could start applying into my business right then and there. The, things, the hard things that I could do right then and there instead of trying to master this entire list. So there's, a lot, so there's a lot of things that you just put out there that I think are very real that most coaches, you know, all 
you know, have to deal with. And as you went through that list, I thought, man, that can be overwhelming in and of it, you know, even of itself. But like you said, it, it's a journey. And, and, you know, success isn't about, you know, there's a lot of juggling of balls and success isn't about not dropping a ball. You know, it's about learning which balls to drop. You know, there's right. the ones and there's the ones that matter, the glass balls that you want to keep up in the air. And there's some things that you can do to add structure, though, to that. So share some of your best practices on what you've done to create some structure that helps you maximize your, your efforts. Sure. So adding structure to my chaos, this may sound so obvious, but we all know that creating systems and organizing your schedule is going to create more efficiency for you. I mean, that's like Melanie Metro 101. Love her, right? Um, so, but how do you actually get organized? And so my husband grilled me early on in my business to have a schedule and create more duplication. And you can't operate like this forever, Sarah. This cat that's trying to cover up on the tile floor, you know, this plan is not going to work for you. It's not sustainable. So here's a list of things that I did to specifically get organized in my business early on. I set business hours. At first, it was during that nap time hustle when my daughter was napping. Um, was, it was like two hours. Then it was, you know, here and there where I could work sporadically. And while that was great, it wasn't working for me. So I had to sit down and like set specific hours. Now it's a morning push where I get my top three hard things done that are on my to-do list, those absolutes that have to get done. Then it's three hours while the nanny's here. And yes, I have hired a nanny. That didn't happen at first. It's, it was an overtime thing. Um, but I have three hours when she's here when I am focused and working. And then a 30-minute wrap-up after the kids are in bed at night so that I can close down my, my work for the day and I can get set up for the next day. I also have designated office space so that my work isn't all over the place the kitchen table, the nightstand, the living room, coffee table like it used to be. Um, it has its own place in an office at a desk with, you know, place to spread out and do my work and I can close the door while I'm working so I'm not interrupted or have distractions and then I can walk away from it when I'm done and that was important for me so that I didn't have that mom guilt. You know, we wear so many hats that I, when I'm working, I want to wear the working hat and when I am not working, I want to wear the mom hat. I don't want my daughter saying, you're always on your phone when you're trying to play with me. So that's when I leave my office. I am done working. My office is closed. Um, I also set up this work allotment that I call the 80-20 rule. Um, whatever time I do have, if it's an hour a day or if it's four hours a day, 80% goes to growing my business first. Then the other 20% goes to growing and coaching my team. <clears throat> For example, that 80% might be things like responding to leads, doing a lot of follow-up and inviting, content creation, listening to training videos for me, so I'm growing myself. You gotta take care of your business first before you can train others. And then 20% on my cooking there, their social media um, or messages and their invitation process, one-on-one -on -one calls with them and then facilitating team trainings scripts and my templates and my challenge group guides and all that on Google Docs so that I had a duplicable system that my team and I could access from anywhere. And I'm, I still am like, so why did it take me so long to do that? But it has helped so much, create so much efficiency in my business um, to this day. 
And then I also have a posting content plan that I came up with um, that I follow on a day-to-day. -day. Similar to meal planning, you plan out your meals for the week, you plan out your content for the week so that you know what to post and you're not scrambling last minute to come up with content. That was a huge struggle for me as a new coach, what to post, what to say. Um, I was always felt like I was scrambling last minute, that chaotic feeling. And this has helped tremendously, especially as a newer coach. And even today, having a plan of action on what to post. And then hired help. I eventually hired a nanny, but it, not at first. I started out with a mommy day out program at our church, one to two days a week. And then I've grown into being able to hire a nanny come four days a week. And when she's here, that's when I'm working. I'm focused on my work time. So um, you have to find where it is you need help and you can outsource that. Maybe it's cleaning, a cleaning lady. You're spending an hour cleaning when you could hire it out. Or maybe it's the preschool mommy day out program. Or maybe it's business tasks for a virtual assistant, which I also hired a, a VA um, three years ago to take on the tasks that don't require my personality or my voice so that I can spend time doing those things like messaging and training my team and my content rather. And then some little things that might help you add more efficiency to your day. Um, listening to personal development on Audible, of course, but at the two speed. I just learned of that <laughs> about a year ago. I was like, wow, this is amazing. It, it's done faster. Um, the same with Voxer messages on Voxer app. Um, it's a walkie-talkie app. I use it with my coaches and it's just a great way to connect with people, um, connect with the team. Voice memo on Messenger, it's so much easier to say it than it is to type it. Uh, that saves me a ton of time. Turning my phone to do not disturb so that I'm not interrupted when I'm doing trainings or with a coach. Um, turning Messenger notifications off, like killing the news feed so that the, the ding-a-lings don't pop up and, and I get distracted because I'm like a squirrel. I'm like, oh, I need to respond to that. I need to respond to this. So it's being diligent and, and doing the things on my list without getting distracted. And then lastly, working against a clock. Um, I set time limits for me to get tasks done so that I'm not just wasting time or feeling like I have an hour to get something done when it should only take me 15 minutes. Um, that has helped so much with giving my day structure so that I have these time limits. So those are some things that I've done to add structure to my business. So you gave three or four and, and certainly you've been in the business for a while. So you've, you're, you're at a different, probably inc you not probably you're at a different income earning than, than a lot of people, but, but things that everybody can do. I just, in, in looking at these, the, the, the time hours, the business, the business hours, set your business space. Um, I think, and then working your time that you're building your business and versus focusing on the team. It's very easy for people to get wrapped up in team to organize and write your scripts out. That's something that everybody can do right now so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. Um, creating the, you said the Melanie Mitra 101, but it's the, like the content calendar, the posting. If you, if you get that set out at the beginning of the week, that eliminates a lot of frustration in the moment. Um, and then not everybody can hire a nanny right now, but at some point that may, that may be the case. Okay. We've got like three minutes left, Sarah. And I, how do you, let's just, so move into two questions, sustainability on this. How do you keep that going? And then I'm going to just also toss out that last question of, and how has this changed Sarah Lenore's and her family's life? So how do I keep this going? You know, now that you've kind of identified what your chaos is, you've 
kind of put some structure behind it. How do I keep going? And first of all, living in chaos is not for me. I don't like messy. I like structured and having a consistent routine. So when you create structure, you actually also create discipline. And I think discipline is the huge skill to have while doing this business. So many people ask how I've stayed so disciplined in my day to day. And, and this is it creating structure, creating organization to my day. So when you do show up and do your structured chaos, Every day you're going to see those small wins and you're going to have that sustaining growth. And I'm a huge believer in slow and steady wins the race. It's not, it's how I've built my business in the last three years or six years, not trying to fill my plate with too much, but enough that I can manage and I can continually to do it every single day. So each month I sit down and I evaluate how the last month went. Did I hit my goals? Did I stick to my schedule? Was there duplication within my downline? And if I did, obviously you rinse and repeat and you do it the next month. If I didn't, I reevaluate and see where can I implement one change at a time. And that's the key. I don't want to just throw my hands up in the air and say, none of this worked. I'm going to try something else. It's changing one thing at a time so that you can see what, what wasn't working or what was working. And if it is working, maybe it's adding one thing to your list to help you grow and, and add, you know, add more to your, your list to help you grow in the business. And when it comes to teaching this to my team, when I find that my coaches are getting stuck in these things like running groups or finding new followers or sending those 10 invites a day, I look at how they're organizing their time because now I know what to look for because I've been there and done that. And I can identify when people don't really have a handle on it. So we treat it like we would any workout program, um, the modifier, you know, if, if the goal is to do 15 reps and you can't do one, then we have to lessen that workload. We have to build confidence doing that one task really well and set those incremental goals from there. So maybe it's co-hosting a group with me or with another teammate or sending out two invites a day so that they can get really confident with those invites. I can see the message threads and help tweak those with them and make changes where necessary. So we're modifying their power pockets um, to their time allotment and then we're improving their confidence by lowering um, that workload for them. So through this, creating structure to my day as a coach, it's made me a mature, more mature leader, uh, better business owner or manager, and I've learned what activities work for me in my business strategy. Um, I know now what is income producing versus what I can hire, hire out or take off my list completely, and I've learned how important it is to balance my work time with my family time and make sure there's balance in all areas. <clears throat> And my life transformation, I mean, I started this business, uh, my mission was to get my body back. And once I met that mission, I fell in love with the Beachbody community um, and loved everything about that, but I didn't have an end goal. I was just going through the motions, hoping it would make sense or I'd quit. My husband asked me one day, why are you doing this? You, you know, you don't make much money. Um, you're working a ton of hours. You either need a plan or you need to He's a pilot. Pull chocks and get out. You need to be done. And quitting's not in my DNA. So a plan it was. And I had him sit down with me. Um, I said, help me organize this. Give me three years. And if I'm not successful by then, I will move on and I'll be done. And so he sat down with me. And together, we made a plan for us, for me, for our family, for our future. And our vision is creating a legacy for our children. It's better lifestyles and health for our customers. It's financial freedom. It's lifelong relationships with our teammates and our colleagues and just wonderful memories together. And when you have a vision like that, 
you don't have to push yourself. It will virtually pull you through the chaos. It will pull you through the ups and downs in your business. And needless to say, those three years that I asked for have come and gone. We're in year six now, and I'm still committed to these goals. I'm still committed to this business and hungrier than ever. Last year, we bought a 13-acre ranch in Texas that we're you know, building our dream home on in the next three to four years. We're going to be planting roots, um, bringing our kids and family home to Texas. And that vision has held fast for me. And my focus has become even clearer amidst all the chaos that I've had in my life and in my business that I've now organized and had structure, um, added structure to for even the longer haul. 